Flipping houses in Australia, we hear about it all the time. Around the barbecue, people chat about doing it. Does it work? Stay tuned. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. How are you? Good, bud. It's a topic that, that I, I often get pulled up on, and I'm, and I'm glad you wanted to talk about it this morning. Flipping houses in Australia doesn't work. Mm. I thought it was an interesting one to discuss, because I'm sure you get asked all the time as a real estate owner for many, many years, does it work? Is it something that people should look to do? And what's some of the, I guess, the great things about it and not so great things about it? You know what? I had a cousin over um, yesterday and he was, uh, he's from out west and he, he actually asked me the exact question. Um, there's different elements to it. Something that I've noticed of people that do well and we'll, we'll, we'll unpack it um, shortly. But as an observation, something that I noticed, and this is what I said to him straight up yesterday, is I said, with people that have the intention to hold forever and they flip it and they don't hold it forever, they actually often do well because they really don't give a shit about selling it. So they just mm. get a great price or they just rent it for a long time. So the mm. attitude, I would say, in flipping houses is probably the most important with people that I've seen that have done it, when they're desperados on a knife's edge, buying it, renovating it, and desperately need to sell it all, or they're in trouble, no good. Yeah, I agree. Because when you're buying with the intention to flip short term, so many different things could happen. Um, there's no necessarily guarantee whether the market's going to move up, down, sideways, the property's going to sell for what you want to sell it for. But obviously, like you said, if you're planning to hold it long term and then you turn it into a flip, there's only one reason why you're doing that. And that's because the, the market's moved or the property's moved enough in price to go, this is worthwhile. So you've sort of insulated yourself on both sides. So the, the, the some of the secrets to flipping and We've got some experienced guys watching Jeff and Luke at the moment. I love your feedback. Um, mm. If you've got some on it, but what are some of the secrets you see to um, to a good flip or a bad flip? I think the most important thing with a good flip, obviously, you've got to have your expertise, know what you're doing in terms of renovating property, have experience there. But yeah. probably the biggest individual factor is timing and being able to similar to like what you said before is obviously a you got to hope to get a little bit lucky with the market because you don't know where the market's going to move up down or sideways over the time you own the property you may think it's going to go a particular way but the truth is no one knows but more having the ability to be able to hold the property in the event that you can't um, sell it for the price that you want at the time and to be able to time yourself to be able to either a sell it in a short period of time or be able to hold it longer I think that's the key because you definitely don't want to be taking a step backwards. So with with, flip, with flipping houses, the, the concept, I guess, is irrelevant to if the market, morning, Michelle, irrelevant to if the market's up or down, but you're going you're gonna to find a buyer that's 
so derelict um, and then you're going to do this beautiful renovation, put some really nice furniture in, sell it on the back of, on the back of that. Does the matter market? Mm. Does the market matter um, there where it's a bad market or a good market? Doesn't matter because you're making it on that renovation. Do you ever see that concept work or not work? I see. I think that's a bit of a flawed concept in Australia. And the reason why I say that is, yes, you make your margin from your renovation, but, and I'm, I'm assuming most experienced flippers know this, is in Australia, there's a lot of transaction costs when it comes to selling property. By the time you buy property, pay your stamp duty, you pay your agent's cost of selling, you pay your advertising, you pay all your wrong costs, that adds up to about between maybe let's say six, seven, eight, nine, up to ten percent potentially in itself as well. Your holding costs in interest as well. Yep. Um, and when you add that all up, if you're selling for a ten percent profit at the end of it, you, you, you're breaking even. Um, and that's why I said I think the market has a big play in it as well because if the market does move backwards, yes, you make a bit of a margin on your reno, and then the mar- markets move back five or ten percent. That's pretty much mostly margin gone. Yeah, so I guess, and what people miss in in the flip when they're doing the flip is you may only have a twenty percent um, stake in 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 the property, or to, you know, uh, at work. So that's the amount of equity they have in there. Now, straight away, this is where it gets scary. Four um, percent can be stamp duty. Two percent can be your selling fee, and another percent can mm-hmm. be miscellaneous. So you can actually wipe out seven percent of the total value of the property, which may end up being as much as what fifty percent of the money that you have in the property. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You Correct. May end, do you know what I mean? So you may only have say it's a, a, a million dollars, and you've got a million dollar property, and you've got two hundred thousand dollars stake. Well, seven percent is like seventy grand of you two of the two hundred stake that you've got. So, if the margins are starting to get tight now, if you're doing your renovation, you've, you're going to chew up another another bunch of equity in the property. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful when flipping property. Correct. And that, that, and that's why I think the market definitely does play a big factor there as well in terms of I know it's not something that you can you can't bank on it because you don't know. But whenever you hear all the success stories with people flipping homes, look at the market of what happened during the time they owned it. Generally, oh, the just about, a lot as yes. well. Yep. Can you say that again? I was just about to say that. So, yeah. Uh, what I was, what I just said was when you hear about all the success stories when people have flipped homes generally during the time that they've done the flip the market's moved a lot as well okay so that's that's a really really good observation because i think a nice thing about our job is you get to see when you get to see a five-year track record of what everybody does in that comes across your table uh even longer, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you get to watch. And that's what people often ask me about flipping. They go, hey, how many people do you know that have done it and done it well, consistently and made a lot of money? How many people you know that haven't done a lot of lot? That's a really powerful question. Just a basic of, you know, does it work um, out there? And mm. I, I think on the back of that, um, 
I've met a lot of wealthy uh, people, a lot of people that made wealth out of property and they, the trait that they most often have is holding the property a long time. That's the trait that they have, Correct. and they keep and they keep leveraging that property to another property to another property over time. And drawing this back to the flipping that we're talking about, have I met people that have made mm. their fortune on a on flip? No. It's a sugar hit. Sorry, Mark, could you repeat that last bit, please? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's it's a sugar hit. I've made... I've, I've, it is. I've found, it, do you know what I mean? Like, I've found people that have done it. It's been great, but it's been a sugar hit, and it hasn't been a sustainable business to do it over, over, over a, a long amount of time. A couple of comments here. Jim, can you uh, can you read? You got that there, Michael? So, it, yeah, it, it's all numbers. If... If it works, the deal's always right. The key is speak to an authority on end value, and that's an estate agent. I always buy, refurb, refinance, and rent. Never chop down the tree that bears the fruit. Well said, Jim. Well said. Um, it's it's very true in terms of, and I think Mark, what Mark touched on at the beginning was when you're buying that property, if you don't have the intention to sell short term, then you're going to do very well. Um, if you put yourself you're back against the wall where you have to sell short term. You are really open yourself up to those risks. Um, and I think it's also, it's a bit of a niche for where I see people absolutely nail it back to back. And that's generally that someone that's a builder, um, they're, they're using it as their primary place of residence where they actually live in. Because um, what you uh, we haven't mentioned yet is capital gains tax. Yes, yes. So owning it for longer than 12 months. Um, drastically reduces your tax in Australia for a property. Um, so, yeah, very, very good point. Um, and then if you're living in it, um, very, very good point. Mm. Well, because that's what I've found, yeah. The most successful people I've seen achieve this are generally people with a building background. So either A, they have access to trades, they save money because they do it themselves, um, and they're generally doing it with the home that they're living in. So they buy a home, they rent it, they renovate it, they then live in it for a period of time until they know they can make the profit, and that's where it comes back to that timing thing as well in terms of if, if it's like in a year's time, great, because they've done well, the market's there, ready to sell. If the market's not there, they live in it for a few more years, having that insulated timing, and then they yep. sell their home, and then they go buy something old and, and renovate as well. And they keep doing it. Now, also, yeah. um, something I'll mention from people that I have seen um, flip, um, I've got one particular client in mind that I, that I, um, I watched um, the first 15 years of my career, um, Christina and Nick, and they did this really, really well. But Nick was a, a value merchant. So, and, uh, and like you said, living in it and stuff, they did do that. And I, I, I do have to say, buying that, the buyers were super buyers. They weren't regular buyers. They were extraordinarily low prices. So it was almost like, how did you buy that at that price? So he just bought mm. so well, so well, 
So he literally made it his sport to know everything in a particular category. To At that time, he was selecting two-bedroom units close to the beach, um, seeking super, super value, and then um, doing a really light renovation. So the renovations that he was doing was he never touched a kitchen or a bathroom um, by ripping them out, but he always did... Uh, a beautiful, he beautified the kitchen and beautified the bathroom without doing major, you know, tiling and cabinetry and stuff, um, paint, mm-hmm. carpet, and really made the place immaculate that way. Blinds, but it was interesting. He he he, he steered away from the big ticket items, and uh, but he was the guy that always had the attitude of he'll just hold it for a very, 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 very long time if he has to. Mm. And I. I- I still think that's the key because, yeah, and but then I, I've met clients also on the luxury end that have bought homes for five, six, seven million dollars, renovated and sold for fifteen million dollars. So there, there's definitely a market at pretty much all ends. It's what you know. The biggest risk whenever you're do, doing anything with property is entering into something that you don't know, that you don't understand. That's where the biggest risk is. If you understand your market, you know what your clients are looking for, you've done it before, that really minimizes risk, especially with the ability to hold, I think you'll do well. If you're entering something fresh that you don't understand and you have a short time frame, that's where the risk is. Do you know what's interesting this morning? It's, it's, it's the answer is multifaceted. Um, so it's basically, there's a lot of really key, important things. Um, that that all that all that all make it up. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's there's and they're all equally as important. All all of those things in it. So there's your answer, Michael. I think we got some. Actually, Jim's got one more comment before we go. I'm losing you a little bit, Mark. The key is <laughs> to avoid a deferred capital gain. That can be done with being the legal owner. Make sure your limited uh, company is a benef- is a beneficiary. You can also create a tax-free director as gain. This is a UK law. It might apply to Australia. Cool. Awesome. So, guys, hope we helped you today. We just lost Michael. I don't know what happened there. But um, have a great day. Hopefully, we helped you with that answer on flipping properties. And if you are ever having a chat with friends or family about the flip, um, hopefully you can share this this uh, this story today with them. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye.